You're listening to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. Happy 2019! It is a new year upon us. And this continues to be the driving podcast. So it's January here in Iceland and there's no snow. Well, at least in the southwestern region where where the capital is and where I live, which is just outside the capital. Um, And yeah, it's raining. It's six degrees Fahrenheit, Celsius. Yeah, not Fahrenheit, Celsius. Don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but that is extremely warm for this time of year and apparently it's going to get even warmer so driving is easy mcpeasy you just deal with a lot of winds and some storms but as long as it's not um, snow or ice on the road i am a happy camper i can deal with the rain and the wind but other than that no so I posted on Instagram, my Instagram account, which you do not need to follow if you're listening to this podcast, so I'm just going to tell you about it. Um, I posted that I, I've, I'm going, I've, I have, I'm not going to, I have, I've stopped wearing bras. So this is a bit of a, it has a bit of a backstory and you're like, why is she doing an episode about stop, stopping wearing the wearing of bras well let me tell you my dear friend I will explain this all so I mean it's been a lot of things kind of coming together and all these things that people are saying especially about women you know um, like for instance that you can't have your nipples like being they can't be seen through your clothing that's somehow offensive and I've been thinking a lot about that I see guys nipples through their clothing all the time. I even see their man boobs jingle and jangle and nobody tells them to t- put on a, spart- a sports bra or to keep those titties a bit at bay or something. People are just like, okay, you have man boobs, that's your thing, or not your thing, but anyway, it's what your body is like. And you have nipples and obviously you're hard or cold or whatever it is, your nipples are erect and I read nothing into it. But then all of a sudden you have female breasts and they're not allowed to jingle jangle and their nipples are offensive. I mean, this is not new information to you. If you are on Instagram or any social media site, you know about this problem with the, the nipple gender gap. Not a gap, I wouldn't say, but um, that was the wrong word I chose. But the nipple thing, the nipple, nipple gate. Nipple gate? Nipple controversy? Nipple storm? I don't know. You figure it out. Anywho, anyhow, so. So my thing is, like, this annoys me greatly, as does, I think, anybody who's on social media. But also, what we're often telling women, like, oh, do you want them pointing in all directions? Or isn't, aren't they going to be sagging? Don't you want to have them sit beautifully on your chest? Don't you want them to look full and not half empty? And it's all these things that I'm like... Why are so many people commenting on female breasts? And the, and the opinions are so strong. I mean, it's like a, it, of course, it's a huge industry to manufacture bras and tell women that we need them or else we're lesser than or not sexy or that bras are sexy and they are what make you sexy or you need them to, 
you know, heal up your breasts. Whereas now we have science saying that actually they're ruining the elasticity of the tissue or something, the skin or something around the breast. So it's actually better to let them just hang freely. Mind you, my perspective is of a person who has little titties. So, I mean, I have friends who have big breasts and I know they suffer. Their backs ache, their shoulders ache, and it's not a fun thing for them to do. So for them, for instance, to not wear a bra, they just feel that it's like impossible because having them jingle jangle that much is just annoying. So, I mean, I respect that. I'm not saying that one rule applies to everyone. I'm not saying I'm trying to make up rules. I'm just saying what fits for me and why I'm going braless and why this has been annoying me. So I'm gonna tell you the story of my breasts. I'm kidding, I know you only say breasts. I was just trying to be funny, but apparently it is not funny. So I'm just going to say it's a story of my breasts. Anyway, so my the story of my breasts, it's an interesting one. It's a fable with loads of different twists and turns. No, I'm kidding, again, okay. So I remember being a teen and I could not wait, or tween with a W, wait to get my breasts. I could not wait. I remember being like 9, 10, and 11, and it took so long for them to grow. I had like little budding nipples, but nothing more. And my nipples were always like they were like swollen or something. They weren't like cute little hard nipples. They were like swollen fat nipples or something. And, um, and I remember my sister, she bit me in the breast this one time and I had a bite mark over a year. Kid you not, my mom took me to the doctor because of the bite mark. So I had this mark for over a year and my chest always ached and I thought it was because of the bite mark, but obviously it was because I had growing pains, which just suck when you're you know, 10 to 13 having those pains. So anyway, my breasts were teeny tiny and I remember um, this was, you know, like 95 or something. And then the Wonder Bra came onto the market and I was just like, oh my Lord. And there was this girl in my class, it was a good friend of mine, and she had a Wonder Bra. Like she got a full petted, squeeze up your titties Wonder Bra. And I remember she had breasts and she could totally stuff them into that bra. And then she had like amazing breasts and I had nothing to stuff into that bra. And my first experience of a bra was my dad driving me to the local supermarket, staying in the car whilst he left, he, he like handed me some money. And he's like, okay, you run along now, go get a bra. And I was like 12, went into the lingerie department. And I was like, hi, and she's like, can I help you? I'm like, I need a bra. And I bought this mangy little, white bra with some green stripes or green polka dots or something and I had absolutely nothing to put it in but I felt it was absolutely necessary for me to have a bra because in my mind there was something there that required a bra required some restraint or it was maybe just my wishful thinking but anyway I did buy that bra and my dad was like okay so did you get the bra and I was like I got the bra and he's like okay good let's go home and my mom was like, did you get the bra? Can I see the bra? And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so embarrassing. 
so that was the story of my first bra and I just remember putting it on and with that wire you know the underwire thing I just remember it being like oh my god this is like pinching me and it's so uncomfortable so I was the one who was usually just wearing like a sports bra like a top that was totally my thing bras have never really been my thing I've never I've never been a bra lover I mean I can appreciate what they do to breasts and breasts can look interesting and fun in a bra I get that and I get that bras can be beautifully designed it's just like every every breast person I know when they go home the first thing they do is take off their bra and they're like oh freedom and I'm like well yeah I don't get it so entering puberty I was in this group of friends that a lot of the girls had huge breasts. And mind you, because I am a little breast person, I've always been very interested in people with big breasts. Especially if you're like very femme with huge breasts. It's always been like fascinating to me. Like, are they heavy? Are they white? Are they soft? Are they squishy? Are they hard? Like, what are they like? What do they feel like? Are they, are they very warm? And I just remember when I was small, cuddling in my grandma's lap and being like, Grandma, can I cup your breasts? And she was like, okay, but just for a little bit. And I was like, oh, they are so soft and they're so warm and they feel so nice. And I just remember cuddling up with her on the sofa and then she's like, okay, no more of the breasts. So it's, I mean, we have a fascination with breasts. I get that as like a nice, cozy feel to it, but also like a sexualized feel to it. So anyway, it depends on the context, of course, and the, um, yeah, the, yeah, the context and the person. So I remember just all these girls having these huge breasts and mine just barely sticking out. And I was like, why is this happening to me? And then over one summer, I swear I grew a cup size, like over one summer. Like school ended in May and then we got back into school in August, September. People were like, whoa, hello. And I'm like, I know they pop during the summer. They're, they're bigger, obviously. But I remember just like enjoying also not wearing a bra and wearing tops that were a little bit see-through and just like t-shirts and stuff and being really like, ain't I a little naughty with my little breasts? And I really, I really remember enjoying it and being like, woohoo look what I can do I have breasts I want you to see them kind of without flashing people um, so that's also kind of one of my narratives into into the story of breasts but also I remember um, I remember that I read something about one of like how do you know that a person is sexually aroused and one of the telltale signs is the nipples will get erect and I remember thinking that, and then I remember making out, and my nipples weren't erect. So I remember my boyfriend at the time, he was like, so is this not doing anything for you? Am I not doing anything for you? Are you not in the mood? Why are your nipples not erect? And if I was cold or something, he's like, your nipples are super erect. Are you super horny right now? And uh, yeah, that really threw me under the bus. So for the longest time, I didn't really like my nipples. I liked the shape of my breasts. Like they were small and I enjoyed them. I didn't need to wear a bra, I felt at least. And well, whereas, you know, some people actually did make, a, did, did pass comments or observations, if you will, being like, actually, Saga, they would look bigger if you bought just the correct bra. And I'm like, well, actually, I love the way they are. I don't need them to be bigger. I'm just a fan of big breasts. I do not want them for myself. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, 
I had these, yeah, these nipples that I they, they, I weren't, I wasn't a fan of my nipples. They were still, I felt they were still kind of childishly poofish, kind of swollen, um, not the cute erect ones that I had envisioned myself having. Um, but as I grew into myself, we can, yeah, we can put it that way. Um, I was like, okay. I have nice breasts. I am proud of my breasts. No shame here. They're gorgeous. So instead, so I went through this phase probably from 16 to, I, I'm guessing 22, 23 even. I went through this stage where I'm like, no, I don't do bras. I only do bikini tops. So like the triangle bikini tops because I thought my breasts looks, looked freaking amazing in those. So I wore those instead of like top tops and like a bras, I mean. And it didn't. I didn't mind that my nipples were sticking out. That never bothered me. But I, I like the way that the band kind of like the the thing that you tie together kind of went behind the neck. And I I don't know. It felt like semi erotic or suggestive or something that you weren't like wearing a bra. You know, like boring. Everybody wears a bra, but you're like wearing a bikini top. It felt like party. There's a party underneath. Are you invited or aren't you? And it was also great for. Um, when you were at the club like, yo, in Iceland. So I started working at a club when I was 16. So, I mean, the official age for drinking here is 20. But for girls, seriously, you can get up, you can, you can often get, yeah, you can you can be way younger than that. And you often are way younger than that. And you can get into the clubs way younger than that. So I started working at a club 16. So the bikini situation was also perfect for if you want to flash somebody or, you know, just you were on the dance floor and you were in a mood or whatever. Um, and I loved that freedom, you know, the freedom of no phone era because you were just totally could be flashing people on the dance floor. And it was just considered funny and just like a part of the action or something. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing it's not that way anymore. But I wouldn't know because, I mean, I'm not clubbing. But I think it's still always lingering in the back of everybody's mind. Like, oh, my Lord, somebody could be catching that on camera. And, of course, we've talked so much about that. Nobody wants their nude photos online. So everybody's like, oh, my God, what if a photo leaked online? Would I lose my job? And it's this whole string of weirdness um, that's connected to it. So here we are, you know, um, I'm proud of my breasts no worries there and then we go into the whole and my nipples finally like became the way I envisioned them to be little perky happy nipples um, and then the other you know kind of if you think about your life in various segments or periods or whatever then starts the whole pregnancy phase and all of a sudden I have huge knockers no I kid you not they were like huge like I couldn't I, I didn't know how to operate having such big breasts and then I always had to wear a top because it was just very uncomfortable to have them slinging about and especially when they were full with milk that was also a different kind of I don't know a relationship with your breasts because they were a feeding station and I was so mindful I was so careful of them I was so careful that I was never cold so the milk wouldn't get cold and they, they all of a sudden my breasts became like like they were not erotic in any sense of the word they just became this feeding station and like the most important feeding station in the world so then they were huge and they were lactating and you were kind of mindful of that whole thing and because I mean I've had three kids and six um, pregnancies within the last the space of what five 
five years, five years, yeah. So from, I had my last baby in January 2017, and my first baby was born. I, yeah, I was pregnant from 2010 until 2017. That's basically, I was pregnant on and off. Either I was pregnant or breastfeeding somebody. That's the story. Um, so all of a sudden, now, I've finished breastfeeding, and now I feel I kind of have to get to know them again. I'm like, hello, little ones, because they're they're tiny at this point, and they're not as, um, well, they're not as perky as they were, and they're not as filled up as they were, but I still don't think, like, lesser of them. I'm like, hello, little ones, welcome back. I don't miss having big ones, even though, you know, it was interesting at times wearing certain outfits. Um, and and I mean I did go to Nordstrom's and these stores when I went abroad and went to went for like a professional bra fitting and I was like yeah yeah this feels good yeah they look amazing in this and blah de blah but still I was, I was like oh my god it's super uncomfortable and now somebody might be thinking well you just haven't found the right bra mm, no no it isn't that I've tried tops I've tried bras I've tried all these things it's just I enjoy the freedom so much more. So this revelation, finally pulling this long, long winded story all together, a revelation happened when I was in Tenerife in Spain past this past October with my family. So with my extended family. So it was my parents and my siblings and me and my partner and our kids. And we were sitting at the beach and there was this old lady who walked past us and she, she was just like, you know, just wearing a bikini top, her breasts were just out there, which is normal for Spain. I mean, it was like that when I was in Spain, when I was a kid, everybody was going topless. And I just remember when I was a young woman, I think in my twenties, and I went to Barcelona and I was on the beach and all of a sudden we noted all, noticed all these guys kind of ogling us and taking photos and had these lenses on their cameras and we're like, ew, and then we kind of covered up. But until that time, we were always like, yeah, of course we're going to sunbathe without tops. You know, what are we talking about here? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I have breastfed everywhere and at any given time, if I need to breastfeed, I will breastfeed. I don't mind pulling out my pulling out my breast to feed my babies, you know, whether it being a swimming pool, restaurant, lecture. If they need to feed, I will whip it out. So anyway... There I was in this um, bathing suit. Yeah, so now I've stopped wearing bikinis because I have this protruding belly belly after having my kids. So it's, it kind of looks like I'm still pregnant, but I'm not pregnant. But it looks like I'm pregnant, but I'm not pregnant. Um, so I was wearing this bathing suit. And I have this gaping navel that kind of feels like something from Munch. But it's weird. Anyway, so I was wearing this full-on bathing suit and it was kind of pinching my shoulders and it was kind of riding up my bum. Mind you, it was though a granny suit. Like it wasn't the suits that have been very popular now that cover one third of your bum. This was like a proper, proper suit, but still, you know. And then I saw this lady, this wrinkly old lady. And she had her breasts just dangling about and she's just walking there and she was so free and comfortable and enjoying the sun. And I was like, damn it. I want to be that woman. Do I need to wait, what, 40, 50, 60 years to become that woman? I say no. So up I went and by the um, beach were all these little shops. And there was one selling bathing suits, obviously, by the beach. 
and I waltzed in there and all the ones that they had in the women's department were like itsy bitsy teeny tiny or something and they were they all had a matching set like you couldn't just buy shorts you know and I wanted um, tight shorts like or you know fitted, fitted shorts I didn't want like boxer shorts or like the ones that are like trunks or like surfer trunks or something I wanted something fitted so anyway like a boxer thing um, so I just went to the men's department and you know me, I love me a good sale. So I went to the clearance rack because I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I didn't care what it looked like, not really. And I found this awesome pair, which looked very, I don't know, it's probably, it's probably not appealing in any way, shape or form. But I tried them on and I was like, oh, they cover my bum. Oh, they cover my lower tummy. They cover my C-section scar. They feel so nice. And then I noticed they had a drawstring so you could like pull them in. But also they had this amazing um, pocket with like a zipper. And I was like, oh, this is breaking the box. They have a pocket. So I was like, okay, now I have a place to put my card, put my hotel card, hotel key and my credit card. I can even probably squeeze my phone into there because I don't have the huge iPad phones that people have. I have a small phone. So I was like, this is groundbreaking. So I bought those for probably like, I don't know, 15 euros or something. And I put them on and I was like, here I come to save the day. But it was, I, I mean, I was aware of myself. I don't think anybody on the beach paid particular attention to me, but I paid attention to myself. And I asked my partner, I'm like, is this okay? Are you okay with this? And he's like, I'm fine. I asked my dad, I'm like, is this awkward for you? Are you okay? okay with this he's like I'm totally fine so there I was you know on my breasts just wearing these new trunks or these new boxers and I asked my kids and I'm like um is this awkward for you and they're like no why would it be awkward and I'm like I don't know I'm just asking and they're like no mama you're fine and I was like okay okay and it felt so good going into the ocean and just but but it, it did take getting used to I won't lie but it felt so nice, so amazingly nice. Now, I recognize that if I were in the United States, sun being there on um, a beach, uh, this would not be possible. I recognize that. I recognize that this is not possible in every country of the world. I also recognize that I, this is not probably something that I would do here in Iceland in the local swimming pool. Although, um, technically, it is allowed, it is kind of frowned upon. And I wouldn't want to make other people uncomfortable, I, seriously. I don't, I, I don't kid you about that. So I think, and I think it would make other people uncomfortable. So, I mean, yeah. But I, so I posted this on Instagram today, and uh, yeah, I think they did a news story or something about it that I was freeing the nipple, and had stopped wearing bras. But I've been thinking a lot about it. I'm like, okay, I'll always wear bra, uh, wear a bra to class because I don't want to offend the students. But then I'm like. Okay, let's talk about that. What's there to offend? Why are my nipples offensive? I'm not flashing them in your face. You might see them through my clothing, but it's nothing more than that. So unless you like try to make it sexualized, it doesn't need to be sexualized. If you just address it and you're like, yeah, I'm not wearing a bra. This is my body's, you know, their breasts. Everybody has them. Everybody has nipples. Get over it. So that's my, that's my thing. So no tops. No bikini tops even, no bras, no training bras, no nothing. Now I'm just wearing this um, kind of nat like satin necklace or something. 
underneath my wool dress, which is super nice because it, I mean, it is kind of cold here, even though I just told you it was warm, but it's still kind of cold. And it just, it feels so nice, so nice. So do what works for you, be that bra or not, but this works for me. And honestly, I love it. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G dot com. That's sikadak.com. See you guys later.